0: Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I want to welcome you to our special series of Money Sense, specifically dedicated to providing valuable information regarding the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. For nearly 30 years, I have been helping listeners learn how to relate many of life's situations to their finances. This pandemic has caused wide-scale disruption in nearly every sector of our lives. No matter your personal situation, we strive to meet you where you are at, both financially and emotionally. Our guests during this series include a futurist, economist, physician, psychologist, as well as local Milwaukee business professionals to get their perspective on how you can apply their insight and expertise to your financial future. This important series will be aired on WISN AM 1130 during our regular MoneySense times, which are Saturdays at 2 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at noon. They will also be available on demand at ellenbecker.com moneysense or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. We hope you will find these informative and be sure to share them with your family and your friends. My guest today is Wendy Bauman. She is the President and Chief Visionary Officer for WIBIC, which is Wisconsin's Women's Business Initiative. And Wendy is in her 27th year at the helm of WIBIC, and she is an internationally recognized leader in micro enterprise, small business development, financial capability, and social enterprise and Wendy I don't know if you realize but you have actually been doing the show with me since 2004. Wow,
1: that's wonderful. <laughs> well, thank so, you for thank you for inviting me back again, Karen. Oh, I appreciate well, it. Beautiful.
0: You know, it's always such a pleasure and everybody always talks about the great big companies and investing in big companies and you know the safety of it and certainly with what we've been going through now with the virus it's you know people are worried about their finances but you have been the supporter of what I think of as the real network, the real web of any city and that's small business. And Wendy, one of the things that I've been thinking about with the virus and everything that's happened is all the businesses had to close those doors and who's gonna be there to help them when they open the door and who will help them to even determine should they open the door?
1: So you want me to talk a little bit about startups then more so? I want you to to just lay the foundation for everybody. (laughs) Okay, well, just a quick uh, reader's digest on WBIC. So uh, WBIC, I've been president for 26 years. My 27th year, WBIC was started in 1987 and really came out of the women's economic empowerment movement and out of the micro-lending movement. So 30 years later, we remain true to where there is really an unlevel playing field. And unfortunately, there's still an unlevel playing field with women in business, People of color, lower wealth, also veterans and military connected families. So we really focus a lot on the people statewide at WIBEC and have some supportive programs for veterans in Minnesota and Illinois. And, and what you do, they- mm-hmm. you do,
0: you do work with um, men absolutely. also in there. So it's it says women, but you do you focus on women, but there's right. a lot of other people included in that.
1: Absolutely, actually, seventy about seventy four percent of our clients are women, and the rest are men. So significant men, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, we help in all stages. I would say that you know overall, we're particularly strong really with the ideation, the light bulb over the head. I'm thinking of starting this business. I have a business idea. Is my business idea viable? That's where we have classes, workshops, one-on-one support, programs, tools to get people really thinking about that. And we'll go back and deal in more depth. But just in terms of, again, a summary here, After crises, so for instance, here we have both a health crisis and an economic crisis going on at the same time. Under the previous economic crisis, 208-209, what we saw coming out of that was a surge in individuals creating part-time businesses, full-time businesses, and so on. So we think once we get hopefully past the epidemic and the health issues that we really think we will see a surge in people starting their own business, be it part-time, uh, be it full-time or what have you, especially because some businesses will take a while to bounce back and some people will remain unemployed. So it's a great opportunity for self-employment. Use a skill, use something that you maybe didn't use before in your prior employment, but look at starting a business so we can help in that area but we also help with existing businesses. Working with people and businesses right now, of course, so many, if not all, are struggling. So how do we assist them? How do we assist them with resiliency? How do we assist them with surviving right now to the point where later they can look at really accelerating and growing, reinventing, pivoting is the, you know, word that everybody's using now. So not only in good times do we help out existing businesses, but certainly at hard times right now is to take care of those that are in businesses. You know, many, many, um, 85%, for example, of the businesses in Wisconsin are micro or small businesses. And that's very close to the national statistics of 87 nationally. So the vast majority of people in the United States and in Wisconsin are employed by micro and small businesses with less than 20, less than 12 employees. So it's huge. And I think the government uh, really saw a wake up to the importance of this, not just big business. Again, we're not anti-big business, but we have to understand that so much revolves around micro and small business. So we need that support. So, WIBIC, again, for 30 plus years, has really sort of provided sort of three things. Two of them are educational, business education, how to start, grow, strengthen, expand a business, and then also financial education, specifically for those a bit more vulnerable. Um, into individuals where something all of a sudden happened to them uh, dramatically, a divorce, a health issue in the family, but they really had to get a hold of finances and get in a better order, and then suddenly low and moderate income individuals. So, for that, on ground, online, on demand, last year 2019, Wibbix saw over 5,000 unduplicated clients in this kind of training. Right now in the world we're living in, it's all online and all on demand. <laughs> so thank goodness we had that skill. we just threw it all up there and we're really getting some huge turnouts in classes last year we had last week we had some a class we had over hundred people attending it. So um, we can talk later about that program and we can continue to provide. And then the second thing we do is access to responsible financial products. And what that basically means uh, are microloans and small business loans. So WIBIC is a direct lender of loans from 1000 to 250000 Our average loan size is about 50000 And right now we're holding 900 active loans. That's actually 600 distinct businesses totaling about $22 million. So we're a very large microlender. lender. of those businesses are startups. So they came to us in a startup nature, very hard for banks to finance. We understand that. Banks are risk adverse and are not necessarily looking at startup. They're looking at more expanding businesses with hard collateral and so on. And WIBIC plays in that space of startup, of the use of the funds that, you know, is needed, working capital, inventory, again, things that generally banks cringe at. So we help out in that area. So that's sort of an overview. Wendy,
0: what, how does a, a company start to evaluate their sustainability after a crisis like this?
1: Yeah, well, it's sort of two parts of the story. As I've often said with the business plan, they need to first look at their financials and they need to look at, you know, where was the money coming into this business and revenue? What was going out in expenses? And what do I think? We're all futurists. We're all futurists. You don't have to go to a futurist. We all can predict. And then we can do a percentage of what we think our prediction will be. But then that business owner really has to predict. So if all of the traffic for that business, let's just say, was on ground and coming in, well, that's not going to happen now because we're staying safer at home. How can I move it to something different? Great and easy example, restaurants. How can I not have people come in but push my food out? How can I do curbside? How can I do delivery? How can I access other things to look at that? And how will that affect then my revenues and my expenses? And if you look at that, it's a great one as an example, because yes, revenues might go down, but unfortunately, you know, really... Uh, your payroll might go down, too, because you have less people serving individuals and more on the cooking side and on the delivery or the carryout piece. So you need to look at your financials. You need to be very honest with yourself on what kind of reserves you have. You need to look at not only the business, but the business operations. Where can I cut? Where can I fine-tune? What can I look at? Could there be additional revenue models that I could bring in during this time? And after you look at that, that, that money part a little bit, you're going to have to also look at the business part of it, sort of the, 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 the mission or the service part of it. So say I was only making, um, a great example today was something that came up with the Wibbit client. It was individual meals that they were making because individuals would come in and buy meals. Well, now we're going to change that to family meals because people aren't going to come by as much and just get their lunch they're really not working somewhere else, they're going to come by and get that family meal for lunch or that family meal. So they, you know, if you will, tweaked it to some degree there. But that's the key things they're going to have to look at is really that financial piece and how that can go and create three scenarios, best case scenario, more realistic scenario, and really a, a not positive scenario to see how long they continue, continue on and then continue to monitor those scenarios and those plans.
0: My guest today is Wendy Bauman. She is the President and Chief Visionary Officer for WIBIC, and we are going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with some more information in terms of if you have a family member who's in business, if you're in business, even if you're thinking of starting a business, and with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, Founder and Senior Wealth Manager for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is Wendy Bauman, and she is the President and Chief Visionary Office of WIBIC, which is right here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and, you know, Wendy, one of the things that I, one of my girlfriends sent me the cutest little video, and it was a little girl, and her mother is saying, no, the corner bakery is closed, we can't go there, and then she goes, no, we can't go down to Noodles, they're closed, no, we can't go here, and she says, I have to eat your cooking? and she started to cry you know and and the truth of it is we get so comfortable with going to our favorite little our favorite little places and for me very often it's the neighborhood places and the family businesses that i like and and being a business owner myself I really do try to support businesses as I hope that they will support me and I'm just crushed to think that there may be some businesses that might not make it through this. And so what does a current business owner do, you know, as you gave us some ideas of evaluating the three steps to take,
1: but how can Wibic help them? Well, we try to share as much as possible. So for instance, you can go to our website and we have a great client directory. So you can look at these businesses that we've supported that are micro businesses, you know, in urban and rural communities throughout Wisconsin and try to buy from them. You know to look again at the curbside maybe once a week a couple times a week to treat a friend to uh, a delivery of a food your family to a delivery of food you know in the old ways we'd say hey everybody come on over for a dinner party well why don't you treat that those other people right now and go to one of these businesses buy it have it delivered to their home tell me somebody wouldn't like a meal delivered to their home from a friend so family friends associates food is a relatively easy thing to do um, you can be safe you can be careful with that you can wipe everything down but people love to eat all the time we need to so that's a great way and not everybody is the best cook in the world either so that's a great way and then also looking at online um, possible gifts WIPIC, um, since we went virtual almost a month ago, every single week we have a 60 plus staff member and everybody gets a little something sent to their home. So we did popcorn one week, we did soap one week, we did nuts one week, and everybody's getting a little treat at their home and I really think it's brightening their day. So mm-hmm. think again about your coworkers, your employees. Um, your family, your friends, your associates and sending something out, but buying from those little businesses. So don't just immediately go to Amazon, look at a Wibbit client directory, look at within your community. There's a lot of shop local, all of that really think about that. And that's very meaningful. because behind that behind that is Susie's cheesecake is Susie, you know, behind that is, uh, you know, this business owner employing people from that community. Let's try to sustain them through this hardness so when things again open up, you can go back there. Because memories are truly built, you know, in coffee shops, at restaurants. If you just think about your own family and your own livelihood, Oh, this is where we went for grandma's birthday. Oh, this is where we went for the celebration of my son when he turned 16. They're at those family businesses and those independent businesses, and we got to keep them strong. So whatever you can do using the dollars you have and using procurement, now is the time to do it so they can go. You know, if you know them personally, an email or a phone call doesn't, help, doesn't hurt either. I can't tell you the emotional connection of owning a business. If you're a business owner, like you know, Karen, your name is on your business. It's your baby. It's your livelihood. It is your business. It is your life. And so this is very, very, very hard on entrepreneurs. It's not to say it's not hard on corporations and so on that have stockholders and that have board of directors and so on, of course it is, and to the employees. But a business ownership of a small business is very personal and it's very emotional. And just even that a customer would call or care could just make their day beam to keep going to the next day.
0: That sounds wonderful. And so the business owner is looking at their, at their company and they're wondering if they're gonna go out of business, if they can open their doors. I've been thinking about some of the nonprofits, and you know, we've got 22,000 nonprofits in Wisconsin, and I'm wondering if some of those nonprofits will be able to consolidate and kind of, you know, help each other with what they're already doing. Is that an effective me- measurement or is that an effective opportunity for a business owner to combine with another business or bring their products together mm-hmm. and, and try and, and look at, you know, that, and even, you know, figuring out if it's all going to be carry out now, thinking out of the box and thinking, like you said earlier, what would that look like? Because yeah. they really would have less employees, True. But
1: I don't know how something like that would work. Yeah, working. you know again, the, using that I want to overdo the food industry because there's so many other industries that are important. Yes. But the food industry is an example. you know restaurants that have some capability and had some ingenuity and stuff. I mean they're looking at contracts to feed healthcare workers. They're looking at contracts to feed the hungry. They're looking at contracts to help out with the in-school meals at schools that otherwise were provided by the schools. So again, you just got to look far and wide. We just had a business in Milwaukee that actually previously were doing um, a good deal of sewing, sort of industrial sewing, luggage tags, uh, menu covers, even equipment for hospitals where they would put in files at the hospital. So sort of plastic, leather sewing, heavy-duty sewing. They totally pivoted around looking at what else could we do, what else could we do, and also thinking about the health of the nation. And they created masks and some other products that they're able to now sell that they never thought they were going to be selling to those kind of systems. So they really did some great movement there. But I think you just got to keep looking at things in different ways. Um, And I think nonprofits also, for the last really almost 10 years, have been forced to look at more collaboration around it. And I think they're even looking at that more. Mm -hmm. Um, WBIC, for example, in the past 10 years has done a great deal of collaboration, working with other CDFIs, working with other community funders, working in very targeted areas to do that. Going back to one other thing, though, I'd like to mention with existing businesses, they really need to get their financial house in order to take advantage of any of the federal, state. And local programs that are already out there and that are coming out there. So the one that's been in the news very much is the PPP program, the Payment, um, Payroll Protection Program from the federal government, sold out in just you know weeks. The second round is coming and there'll probably be a third round. It's really not a lot of information, but if you don't have the information already on your payroll and what those costs are going to be to be able to hire back or keep those employees on and some basic other information, you're gonna miss that ball game. So you need to go on, there's tons of resources. You can go to WIBIC, we can help you, but also there's tons through the Small Business Administration. There are not a lot of things that some of these programs are asking for, but you're gonna have to have your financials in somewhat of a good order. You're gonna have to know some of your costs and uses for this because some of these programs that are grants, some are forgivable loans, and some are very low interest loans. You're going to have to share the financial side of your house to be able to get this approved and to be able to get some of these opportunities. So that's something that if you haven't got together yet, anybody that knows a business owner, please have them begin to get that information together so they can move quickly. Probably not even half of the resources that are out there are being shared yet. There's going to be more and more and more coming down the pike. And that's again, going to be federal, state and local. Wendy,
0: if a business has an idea that they can um, transition to a different product or a different way of doing Mm -hmm. business, does WIBIC support them in that? And if they have, you know, if they have to do re-engineering of whatever they have, how
1: does that, how does WIBIC help in that way? Yeah. Well, a couple things. One, we could just help with some general business education, one-on-one coaching, but definitely with access to capital. So say they say, we got everything to do this, but we need this machine. This machine costs $25,000. Boom. You could get a WBIC loan. We can fast track loans, 25000 and under. We created two new loans during this crisis. One is a $15,000 term loan. One is a $10,000 line of credit. So real quick, real fast, real specific needs, we ask a subset of questions, what we generally ask for our general loans and we can move on it very quickly. Um, just totally fast tracking these loans like in a week or so. So fast track loans, uh, general loans, and again our loans go from 1000 to 250000 And that's exactly the kind of things that we're seeing. Last year, 2019, we had 350 live loan applications. We approved about 150, 160 credits. The rest are walking through the system. In just the month of March into April, we had 150 loan applications. Oh my gosh. So there is a huge need in this. Um, we're going to do our best, but there's others out there too that will do their best to try to provide these loans. You know, you can certainly go to your bank first, your credit union, and again they'll give a sense of oop, we can't do this loan, oop, we can't extend this credit right now, yes or no. And then you need to go to alternative lenders. You know, maybe the SBA with the guarantee. To again, SBA micro lenders in the state of Wisconsin, to community development financial institutions, and of course, we'd love you at Webic if that fits in with your mode of a thousand to a quarter of a million. And we are working day and night. We're gearing up staff. I mean, our loan officers and loan operations folks are incredible, and that's why I keep buying them stuff and giving them treats and tell them to do heavy drinking <laughs> at night. But please, how <laughs> about these businesses? No, we got a great team, and we know that you know we are not the solution to this at all, but we are part of the economic solution. And so we have a huge responsibility on our shoulders and we're doing the best we can.
0: And WIBIC has been such a supporter of Milwaukee. You love Milwaukee and you really understand the deep roots in our community and how these small businesses impact families, communities and keep people working. And that's really what we want to do. My guest today is Wendy Bauman. And as I said, she's the president and chief visionary officer for the Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative, which is WIBIC. And this is her 27th year at the helm. And Wendy has been working hard and I've just been amazed at how WIBIC has grown. And the depth that they have into our community. When we come back, we're gonna talk about all of those people out there who have some great ideas now that we've seen, you know, out of a pandemic like this, you know, people become resourceful and they see new things to do. And we're gonna talk about how a business can get started. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. We are doing an entire series which will um, go right through to mid to late summer. And we're talking about the, the virus and the impact that it's had on Milwaukee and our community. And we're bringing in just a great array of speakers to identify issues and to be able to have a whole hour to talk to you about it so that any of the questions that we raise, you know, we hope to provide solutions. And we kind of hope to talk about all the things that nobody really wants to talk about. My guest today is Wendy Bauman, and she is the President and Chief Visionary Officer for WIBIC. And WIBIC has got a strong foothold and a footprint in Milwaukee, helping small business get started, helping businesses just in general. And Wendy, one of the things that has happened, of course, is that a lot of people are coming up with very creative ideas.
1: They're kind of wondering, what's my first step? And how might get started in a new business. Sure. Yeah, well, I think our statistic was 17% of everybody in the United States really is sort of a a latent entrepreneur. They have this business idea. And sometimes it's really funny. It's like being a doctor at a a, a cocktail party or something. When I tell them sort of what I do, they go, can I share my business idea with you? (laughs) (laughs) And I go, of course you can. So it really is fun. And some people will will eventually do it at some point. You know, sometimes there's more the seasoned individuals after, quote, a career. Then they're going to do the, you know, this was always a dream of mine. I always wanted to have a cupcake shop or whatever. You know, and they do it later. But others, sometimes it's out of necessity. So I think we're going to see, again, a swelling once things move along a little bit of people looking at part-time, full-time businesses and startups to help with that needed individual income or family income. So I would say, right now, if you're working virtually, or maybe right now, if you happen to be furloughed or laid off, would be a good time to clean the house, do your stuff, you know, improve all the things that you didn't have time to do before, but then really maybe more focus on working on a business plan. Who, what, when, where, why on this business idea. Um, again, you can go to WIBIC and take some of our classes. We always have business planning classes online and on demand. We have a lot of great links of things that we can share with you. You can do some Googling and begin to do a formula around a business plan, but really begin to think out the business plan and two basic parts about it. You know, what is this business? What does it look like? It's storytelling. It's words. You're telling it to yourself. You're eventually telling it to someone else. Eventually, you might be telling it to someone because you need financing for it etc. But to begin to get it on the computer on paper, if you will. And once you have that idea of what it is, then you again begin to be your futurist and make some assumptions on really what are potential costs for such business, service, business to business, product, what have you, and what would be potential revenues. And then you, you know, look at your whole marketing plan. Who is going to buy from this beyond, you know, your friends and family. Ha, ha, ha. They're only going to buy so much. You need to go past that. But (laughs) begin to, again, look at that. So we have some great business plans, right? Uh, Business plan outlines right on our website, www.bic.com. Individuals can go to, give a call, look at our upcoming training. And really some business planning would be a great thing to start to flesh out your idea to see if this could be something. You know, right now or in the future. So that would be the first piece of advice. Um, Another part you can do is sort of, um, we, we have a couple different models. One is more of a fast track model, where, you know, really in almost about an hour, we can put together a quick down and dirty assessment, you know, is there a market for it? Why is there a market for it? What are your general costs around it? What are your revenue models around it? And a little bit more about the business operations of you leading it or you and other people leading it. So sort of a canvas approach, it's called, and we use that model, too, which, again, just will help you work through some of those ideas. So I think business planning would be the first one. I would also look at the world is going to be different. So this is sort of going down in a rabbit hole, but an example of this might be, and you've probably heard in the news, everybody's watching news all the time, uh, a surgence in, um, in pets. People are at home. There's tons of pet shelters and other places. Everybody's adopting kitty cats and adopting dogs and maybe other things, I'm not sure. But with <laughs> all of these people with these pets, whoa, we're gonna need pet supplies. Whoa, we're gonna need other stuff related to pets. We're gonna need dog grooming. I mean, Whippick already has in our portfolio a mobile dog grooming cart. Maybe this was the dream. You always had something like this. So I mean, look at some of those trends that are happening. Obviously, in testing issues, healthcare issues, um, masks, anything to keep us safe, sanitary items, that's going to only continue to increase exponentially. So, could there be something there? With the growth in some of these businesses, what is the down and dirty business support that they need? Businesses still need accounting, businesses still need bookkeeping, businesses might need some legal stuff. So, maybe you're an attorney by trade, but you haven't used your legal uh, degree. Maybe you do some, you know, legal work for small businesses out there, um, non-compete clauses, basic uh, LLC agreements, et cetera, et cetera. Same thing with accounting, been an accountant all your life, this kind of accounting firm. Maybe you put out a shingle to do small business accounting and bookkeeping for these businesses that are going to be created. So be creative around some of those things and trends. Um, Probably it'd be good to look at the last global economic crisis and what are some of the businesses that surged? You know, how would you go about doing that? But look at some of those industries, and I think that might be something to look at too.
0: Wendy, can you talk about the hurdles that are, I know that you see, um, businesses every day that, as you said, they don't push forward with their idea. But is it cash flow? What are some of the hurdles that make it really tough for businesses to stay in business? And there's a statistic out there that, you know, it's a little daunting that 50% of all small businesses fail. I don't believe that that's true in Milwaukee because, well, maybe it is, but I know the businesses that you start with and help are really well grounded in a business plan and getting going, which I think is very important.
1: Well, entrepreneurs are an interesting type. You're one of them. I mean, to some degree, I am too with, you know, running Webic, if you will. But entrepreneurs, there's a couple things that's really positive, but they need to leverage those strengths. So one is generally entrepreneurs are, are, are you know, sort of outgoing kind of folks. They're the glasses half full. They don't see risk. They only see reward. So at the same time, while that's beautiful, we at Webic and others that care about such entrepreneurs want to keep revisiting what are the risks what are the risks and how do you mitigate those risks so that's something that's very important two key pieces that again fortune 500 fortune 100 companies fail at and so do small small businesses is really understanding your market understanding your market share and how you have to streamline your marketing to that market share you have a very set group of individuals, I'm sure, that watch this show as an example. You wanna constantly expand it, but you also want to share something that you know the clientele that watch your show are gonna find of interest. You know, you're not gonna do something on maybe a program to save the whales because the people that watch the show, that's beautiful, but they're not the save the whales kind of people. So you really have to understand your market and how you are going to directly market to that market. Clean and lean and specific. And you might have a couple market segments, but you have to have a strategy to continue to market to that segment. And then the other one goes back again to money and understanding how the money is going to flow through the business. Using your financials as really, again, a management tool. If it's wholesale, if it's retail, you're 20% wholesale, you're 80% retail. Looking every month, my projections are based on that. If that changes, how will that affect the business? It might affect the business positive, because retail has bigger margins and that's great. But what happens if it goes the other way and you start doing more wholesale? And again, you've run number at X widget per X on the wholesale and you're making less margin. So really to be on top of that. And that's okay if you use a CPA. That's okay if you use an accountant. That's okay if you use a bookkeeper. And it's certainly okay if you do it yourself on QuickBooks. We have a lot of great classes on QuickBooks too at Webex. But you have to at least own those financials and understand them because you're the owner of this business. And again, it's many, many, many businesses struggle with that. It's cash flow and understanding financials. So those are big, big two warning signs. There, understanding your market, your market niche, all businesses have market niche and market to that market niche. And if you see a new market coming on, look, if you need to change different strategies and then understand your financials and use them as a marketing tool as a, as a management tool.
0: Let's talk a little bit about that mid-sized company. And I remember when I was there and I wore all the hats and, you know, it's hard. I always would say to my daughter, nobody wants anyone to change their baby's clothes. Just as you said, this has been my baby. I mean, we're, we're going into our 25th year and it's, it's really important, but I had to give up those hats. I couldn't wear all the hats and sometimes you can, you can stop
1: your company from growing and building if you're, if you can't let go. Right. No, I think that's really important. And so again, even having an informal kitchen cabinet, say you're a very, very small business, you might use employees as an, as an informal kitchen cabinet, or you might use others. You know, you might have a buddy, you might have a friend, you might have other associates, again, sort of looking at that legal piece, looking at that financial accounting piece, looking at that marketing piece, you can create your own mini advisory board or board of directors, you know, maybe you put on coffee for them, take them out to lunch, what have you, but have them not say, "Ooh, Karen, you're doing such a great job here. No, have them throw the tomatoes at you. Have them throw, what happens if this goes? What happened if this goes shy? What happened if the market falls out of this? Have them throw the hard questions and the risk piece and you'll be stronger. And again, if you're larger enough that you have hired legal counsel and hired accounting counsel, don't just say, great, thank you for reviewing this agreement. Great, thank you for my monthly financials. Great, thank you for uh, filling out my taxes. Ask them, where do you see the risks? Where do you see the risks? You'll be so much stronger if you focus on the risks and then come up with a plan for risk mitigation than just on thinking everything is rosy and good.
0: My guest today is Wendy Bauman. She is the president, chief Visionary Officer for WIBIC, which is the Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative. If you would like to look into those classes, if you'd like to know more, you can go to com. And Wendy, you are in several different areas. It's not just Milwaukee. You're in Fond du Lac
1: and is it Appleton? Yeah, we're in the Northeast area, an office in Appleton and Green Bay, um, South Central, uh, office in Madison, Greater Madison, office in Racine and Kenosha, and also a presence, two staff members in the Viroqua lacrosse area. So really growing into that state wideness with the major financial markets of uh, the Fox Valley, Greater Milwaukee, of course, greater Madison and South Central and Southeast.
0: And we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're just going to kind of do a synopsis of the, of our talk today, but also to talk a little bit about the way you can access some of the classes that are um, currently right online with that. We'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today my guest is Wendy Bauman, and she has been talking about business opportunities in, in Milwaukee. And of course, we're going through this uh, once, I hope in a lifetime, but something that none of us have ever experienced. So it's really hard to look backwards and say, how can I Learn from the past, even though we can. But this is something that has happened to the entire world. We've never experienced anything like that, and I think a lot of times, um, Wendy, people have been thinking about, well, how do I take care of my kids and keep them safe? How do I keep myself safe? Now I'm not. I may not have a job, or I don't have a business. There's been so many things to think about that a lot of times people have felt paralyzed. How can um, a business owner access Wibbeck and how can they maybe get away from it? Now, things are starting to, to simplify a little bit better. It seems like things are going to open up. It, we do know that our kids are going to be home. <laughs> and I think people have figured out how to maybe manage that a little bit more. So now, how, now they're
1: focusing on this business and trying to get all these balls in the air. Yeah. Yeah. I think a couple things. Again, I do really think our business educational programming is really very, very good. Um, the small business development center also is good business education training. So going to our website, signing up, um, most of our training is no cost or low cost, but it's again, it's very, very, very accessible. And we'll even be putting out more and more and more the rest of this year. So going to wibic.com and looking at the different kind of business education programming from our, you an entrepreneur business planning series QuickBooks classes, marketing series. We also have a really great one. I think one time you were a guest where we do a series called Strong Women, Strong Coffee. Um, We had Missy Hughes, the executive director, president of WDC on that a couple weeks ago. And this is where someone tells a little bit her journey. And we found that this has been very, very helpful to individuals, even if they don't plan on starting a business, uh, to go to it. And I think now, right now specifically, it's been a very very great series for people just to take a moment break hear someone's really journey in life you know we all have those different turns we take and ebbs and flows with things nothing goes perfect as you know with your journey and mine that oh you just go from here to being Karen Ellebecker a huge financial business you know on the radio you know, you hear from somebody directly on their story and I think it puts life in perspective and I think people Mm -hmm. need that. So I think that series is one that I'd really call out that just might be good for the soul right now. Strong women, strong coffee. So that's a series that we have and we'll be having more. So I think the education part would be really good. You can certainly call our offices. We get back to everybody in less than 48 hours. So even though we're all working from home, our phones work from home too. And we're really (laughs) happy to help you through that. And again, we have huge numbers of phone calls and we're getting back to everybody. You know, you can email us too and we can share different things. We try to think of WBIC as the middle of the hourglass. We only do some things, but we know about a lot of other business programming and we can guide you. So really, we really want you to come to us and we'll be as helpful as we can as it relates to entrepreneurship and your business. I know
0: one of the hardest things that I experienced when I started my company and nobody was doing fee-based business and thought that it was a crazy idea that nobody could be successful without charging commissions. I really didn't have any mentors and I really had to trudge through it myself. One of the benefits, Wendy, is you are so well-connected in the community. You've helped so many businesses that have struggled, successful businesses, that you just have this wealth of knowledge and experience that people don't have to really Anymore hit the ground running without help or without any insight. And that's one of the beautiful things about WIBIC. Talk a little bit about some of the fun here of some of the companies that have started and some of the businesses that you've helped launch.
1: Sure. Well, there's, they are really some amazing ones. Just last week, we approved um, a horse and buggy carriage uh, in Milwaukee. So I don't know if there was one already. <laughs> I don't recall seeing one, but there will be one now because we just gave them a loan. So, I mean, that's a fun one. And again, maybe it was someone's dream, you know, you have it in other cities, but a horse.
0: Cinderella. <laughs>
1: yeah, a ride through our neighborhoods along the lake. I mean, how fabulous is that? That one I actually had a smile at too when I saw. So that's a fun one we've had some other. Other ones, I think it's Wisconsin's second cat cafe. It's on the east side. It's yes. fabulous. You know, you can go in there and play with the kitty cats and then adopt them. And her business model, I mean, she was great. She went to all of our business planning classes, got a WBIC loan, really, really great, sophisticated, took every kind of resource she could. And one of the biggest things that she didn't expect in her futuristic plan was, was that the cats would so quickly get adopted. So her <laughs> issue was not, oh, I hope somebody comes and adopts the cats and plays with the cats and buys a cup of coffee. But oh my gosh, I need all of these kitty cats because people are coming in there and it's just so much nicer than a veterinarian place or a shelter. And you know we still need those, but this is really beautiful that you get to touch and hold the kitty cat in a living room kind of setting. So the Cat Cafe is a fun one. We of course have the basic businesses, very, very, very important. The butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. The electrician, the plumber, Uh, Milestone Plumbing is a great story, a woman owned business, and um, her dad owned a plumbing business. She grew up in the plumbing business, but she sort of goes, I don't want to do plumbing. She goes and gets a degree in business. She starts a career in business. She goes, you know what, I'm a plumber. So she goes back (laughs) to school, gets her plumbing license. Opens up her own business, totally her own, started her, herself and herself. Now she's up to about 12 plus staff members, almost a million dollar business, does all the plumbing in my house. It's fabulous. Um, So we only touch our clients in that way. Um, You know, it's everything from the empanada maker to the pastel maker to the um, uh, popsicles and paleta makers, you know, small little businesses, amazing, amazing, amazing products. Um, you know, very close to, you know, Puerto Rican and Mexican and Peruvian and a variety of Latin America and Asian. Momo Mi is a great one, a beautiful Asian restaurant. He's um, a chef all of his life, but always wanted to open up his own business. He had his own business previously in China. And uh, so that's a new business that's great. Um, and then we have small manufacturing companies that make widgets, that make some high tech things. Um, we have one business that actually uh, manufactures um Uh, kits for building airplanes. So it runs from A to Z at Wibbeck. it's not just that. And then we have numerous, of course, childcare businesses, community-based residential facilities, very, very, very important businesses for elderly and special needs individuals. Often those are nurses that have been in that industry for a long time and see the gaps and want the respect of individuals living in a beautiful community-based residential facility. So a lot of really interesting businesses.
0: I even think about all the children now that are at home and the benefit for tutoring. And, you know, some of those different things would be great. So really, Wendy, I'm just sort of making this assumption. There really isn't any business that needs to go out of business until they fully have explored all of the options out there. And they can do that through WBEX.
1: Yeah, they can do it through Wibic and other partners that we have. But I think that's a good point. You know, it is really, really tough. And there are some businesses that are not going to make it. And it just is. It is because of the industry they're in. It is because they were already thin. It is because they were already fragile. So maybe at this point they'll have to close. But if they're entrepreneurs, maybe six months from now or a year from now, they go, I'm ready now. Life is stabilized a little bit. I learned a lot. I see what I could have done differently and they can come back. I mean, there's a lot of folks in our loan portfolio that had bankruptcies in the past. Stuff got caught up with them. Maybe not the best decisions and maybe life just happened. And so WIPIC is a place of a second chance. We want to see the plan. We want to see what you've learned and so on. But, you know, we're also there for you. We're not in, you know, the bank box that requires different things. But I think the biggest part is entrepreneurs have to be open to other ideas and listen, decide what ideas are best for them at the time. They do have to make their own choices, but there are a lot of resources out there and they just can't be sort of bullheaded about it and thinking that they can do it entirely alone because you can't.
0: Well, I've I've heard it said that entrepreneurs are often entrepreneurs because they can't work for somebody else.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, so they they, get advice from someone else and they need, they will be stronger. You know, we all have strengths, use your strength finder, but you know, also understand where you're shy and compliment yourself with those skills that others have that are great at to make yourself whole and that business whole for now and in the future.
0: Being able to be a good listener and being able to accept advice and i also just want to say wendy that i think that it's really important just just to tell people you had mentioned it very early on you know everybody right now is listening to so much news i think turn the tv off yeah. turn the tv off take a break you know if if you don't have calm on your phone or something to really relax and yeah. to allow yourself the freedom to really think about what you want to do. You know, we get so caught up in the news. We get so caught up in negativity. But think about the positiveness. Talk to your friends. You know, share a glass of wine, like you said, a cup of coffee. Relax and relax into it and, and let go of the fear. And know that there are people out there to help you and to support you. Yes. It's a great note to end on. Thank you, Karen. And so, Wendy, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be a guest on MoneySense and um, have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to our COVID-19 edition of MoneySense. Our goal is to provide valuable information so that you can feel more confident in your financial decisions. You can listen to this show and any that you may have missed at ellenbecker.com slash MoneySense or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. To discuss these topics and more with one of our wealth advisors, call us at 262-691-3200 or visit ellenbecker.com for a complimentary consultation.